Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, referral makers. This is Steve Black, and welcome to episode four of the Let's Talk Referrals podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about how listening will be able to help you get more referrals and build some great business relationships to get you those referrals. And no, I'm not talking about listening to this podcast, though I do believe it will help you get more referrals. I'm talking about listening to people you network with, your customers, connections, your family and friends, in fact, anyone that could send you a referral. Listening is an art form that needs to be practiced and nurtured. It's not just something you do. Unfortunately, a lot of times we're in a rush and don't take the time necessary to really listen to the person we're talking with. In fact, we often talk at the person instead of with them. We've all experienced that, right? We call to tell a friend our exciting news and while we share, we can hear their keyboard tapping in the background. Don't you think that if they really cared about what you, what you had to say, that they would stop for five minutes just to listen to what it is? Yep, it feels bad. But we all do it to others without realising it. In fact, I would suggest every single one of us has been guilty of that in the last week or so. Unless, of course, you're a hermit. So you can see where I'm going with this. It's hard to build strong relationships with another person when we clearly aren't listening to what they say. And if you want to enjoy long-term relationships, you need to develop your listening skills so that you can let others know that you care about what they have to say. And what I'm going to outline today are some ways to actively listen and show the other person you are interested and care about. But first, what is active listening? Actually, there are three types of listening skills that we use on a regular basis. The first one is referred to as informal listening. This is the method that we use to get all our facts and figures, gather information. It uses the questions and answers and depends on the person listening to have understood the question in the first place. For example, um, you ask the clerk at the grocery store, where's the whole wheat bread? If you like whole wheat bread, of course. And for you to get the correct information, the person must give you the right response. And while this sounds simple enough, questions can be answered incorrectly and for various reasons. The person may not have listened to your question correctly, or there may be a barrier such as language. Or they speak British English, and for some reason the drive through speaker boxes don't translate that into American English. I know, weird example, but you have no idea how many times my orders at the drive through are wrong. Now the next type of listening is referred to as intuitive listening. This is regarded as a high level of listening, and it takes a lot of concentration to listen at this level. When someone is listening intuitively, they are listening to the words as well as watching the actions of the, pers uh, the person. For example, a police officer. They would uh, use this type of listening when listening or when taking a statement from somebody they're interviewing. Uh, my dad was a policeman for many, many, many years. My brother was a policeman. His wife was a policewoman. My mother was a policewoman when she... You get where I'm going with this. It's a police family. I'm the black sheep of the family. Um, and I didn't quite make it in the police force. However, they really need to listen and see and watch what's going on to get the right information. They will ask the suspect to repeat the same information several times so they can find any inconsistencies in their story. And this is the type of listening where the speaker's emotions can show through. You can tell if they're frustrated or thrilled by the topic. You can see their faces maybe go red or they start to cry because the topic affects them so much. The third type of listening the one that's important for networking is known as active listening. This really involves 
the person who is the listener. They have to show interest in the conversation and respond appropriately. And even if you don't verbally respond, the other person needs to know that you're listening. So nodding your head, showing some type of emotion will indicate that you're paying attention. Another way to show that you have listened is to summarize what the person said and then say it back to them in kind of a different format. And here's the thing with active listening. We need to listen to respond, not plan our response during the listening as we won't have all the relevant information until the end. So how do we get started with active listening? First, listen without thinking. And this is a tough one. We are so used to thinking, so used to thinking about what we want to say in response to the other person that we often only hear what we want. And this is actually called selective listening. You'll likely need to consciously remind yourself to stay focused only on what the other person is saying for a while. And with practice, it will become more natural until you no longer need to think about it. Second, don't interrupt. And do we like to interrupt? We like to interrupt people when they're talking. You notice this. You notice that you do this even more with people that you're close with. Spouses, close friends, partners often interrupt the other person to add their two cents, add to or correct what is being said, and sometimes even finish their sentences. And until you get more used to avoiding interrupting others, you may find yourself needing to bite your tongue. I wouldn't do it literally, it hurts. But people will definitely notice when you listen to them completely before speaking when they are done. Third, practice. Practice listening by letting the other person do most of the talking. Now, some experts recommend up to a 70-30 split. Spend 70% of the time listening and only 30% of the time talking. Uh, Dr. Ivan Meisner talks about this. If you've got two ears and one mouth, use them proportionally. That's 66 to 33. It's unbelievable how many people will open up and really share what they when they aren't consistently interrupted. And this is great for networking because the other person probably hasn't listened to this podcast podcast or learned about active listening. They'll think you're the best thing that ever happened to a conversation. This is also why introverts are naturally good at networking because they generally prefer to listen and not be the center of attention. Fourth, listen with your eyes. Make sure to keep eye contact while the other person is talking. In the West, this is one way we signal to others that we are engaged with what they are saying. Conversely, when we are talking, we tend to look around a little bit rather than look intently at the other person. Now, each culture has its own listening pattern, so be aware of that when in conversation with others. Making eye contact helps you keep from getting distracted by other things going on around you as well. Now, think about listening with your eyes. Please don't stare at people. Make sure you blink. It kind of looks weird if you don't. Fifth, ask relevant questions. You don't want to interrupt, but you do want to ask questions to make sure your understanding is clear and to show you're engaged. Don't ask questions just for the sake of it. Don't, but don't be afraid to speak when you have something you're curious about. If you want to keep the person talking or you want more information, asking open-ended questions will do this. Open-ended questions are the ones that cannot be answered with yes or no, or another simple explanation. They give the speaker a chance to flesh out what they mean or give a fuller explanation. And when you ask these types of questions and they're appropriate, you de demonstrate that you care about what they're saying. Sixth, listen without judgment. Now this can be a real challenge, especially when you don't agree with them or unfortunately you don't particularly care for them. This might happen in a networking environment more than a personal one. 
do your best to avoid using your preconceived ideas about a person. If you catch yourself doing it, just notice the dip in judgment and then come back to just listening. Seventh, get rid of distractions. Like the example we used in the introduction when you type it on the keyboard. When we're paying attention to something else in our environment and not to the person talking, guess what? We're going to do a halfway job of hearing them at best. Our attention is divided, so we only pick up on bits and pieces of what they say. And guess what else? They will notice that they only have half your attention. Reduce the distractions by putting your phone in your pocket and keeping it on vibrate or silent. If somebody calls you on the phone and you're on the computer, put the keyboard to one side. Focus on listening. Eighth, show you're listening. This means nodding your head when you understand or agree with them. You can also include quick positive comments like sure, yes, without sounding kind of dry like I just did, which let them know you are right there with them. Have you ever tried to talk openly to someone who gives you absolutely no signals that they understand, agree, or even care that you're talking about? That kind of stoic listening is unnerving to the other person. Even facial expressions like a sudden smile or raising your eyebrows gives the speaker clues that you are hearing them. This is one of the reasons actually delivering Zoom meetings or webinars can be very difficult for the presenter and they don't get the engagement. They actually can't see the engagement at all in a lot of cases. Now finally, it's not something you're going to be able to suddenly switch on when you need it unless you practice. In networking environments, there are so many distractions that can affect how well we listen, but the benefits can be huge for everyone. Practicing active listening is an important technique that is great for networking and business relationships. We've all been in situations where we weren't quite sure we understood exactly what the other person was getting at. Since communication styles differ, it's safe to clarify or verify that you're getting it by asking things like, so uh, you're saying that, or stating what I hear you saying is that, and then rephrasing it in your own words. This does two important things. First, it lets the other individual know that you are truly listening and trying to fully understand. It also gives you both the chance to clarify any miscommunications before going further into the conversation or maybe before action is taken on a misunderstood recommendation or request. You need to focus on being fully present in the moment, not thinking about the last time the person had this same problem or going on and on about it, not thinking about what you will have for lunch because your stomach just growled, not thinking about the time this conversation is taken up and all the other things you could be doing. Yeah, we do this a lot. This tip goes hand in hand with several of the other suggestions can be felt by the other person. They will pick up the vibe that you are really hearing and understanding them. Now, if you're trying to strengthen and develop your business relationships on the phone, video calls or networking in person, practicing the art of listening is a great way for you to build relationships more quickly and get better results from your networking efforts. If you illustrate often enough that you have other things on your mind or you don't really care about what they want to talk about, the other person will eventually stop communicating, at least with anything that's worth sharing. It becomes shallow. If It effectively closes down any communication and any chance you've got of future relationships. And without clear communication about things that are important to both people, those relationships have little chance of surviving or growing. It's also a great way to make sure that the person never ever gives you a referral or something else that could help you grow your business. Becoming skilled at the art of communication can improve all your interactions. It takes practice. 
It takes a little bit of attention to master this active listening, but it is well worth the effort. You'll start to see immediate results in all of your relationships when you begin using these techniques. So what are some of the things that annoy you when you're having a conversation with someone else, either in person or on the phone? Let me know. This is Steve Black with Let's Talk Referrals. Thanks for listening.